Okay, an hour and a half. Yeah, almost two hours. (laughs) Gosh dang it. (sighs) Well, welcome back, Brie. Well, not welcome back, Brie. Welcome back, Amy. Welcome back to my house. We're back. We're back. (laughs) This episode might, it might be good. You know, the stories are definitely going to be good. Yeah. I'm sure. Just, you know, I need to quit looking to the side. I'm yeah. so paranoid to record in per- person. You were right. We were so spoiled by yeah. Zoom. We were. <sighs> Guys, it's hard to do this stuff in person. And we're not really good at knowing things, apparently. So, um, I mean, I'm a techie person, but I'm not. My microphones <laughs> is not my forte. <laughs> Give me all the editing. and <laughs> We need, like, a... A student, or a, what's it called? Like a person who comes, intern. We need an intern. Need an intern to help us. So, hello, North Pole area of Alaska. Uh, if you want some experience, you know, you could do this for free for us. We'll give you some donuts <laughs> or something. Um,. <laughs> But we can write you a hell of a recommendation. Absolutely. I'm great at working on resumes. Yes, so. she is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if someone wants to come and help us, you could be our intern. You could be the new Hank. Yeah. Hank's a little. As, he's a little deadbeat. Go ahead. I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> We're back, guys. We're back. High Our- five. Yay! Oh, we had a person. <laughs> oh my gosh! This is our uh, podcast. What's with the neighbors? Episode fourteen. Episode fourteen. We have been um, out of the office for two months now. Yeah. How many? How many days? Like forty-five. Month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like forever. You missed three or two flipping holidays. Two holidays. Two yep. holidays. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. 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 But we're here and we're having a great time. Yeah. Now. Now that we just We said. got our wine. Amy finally found her glasses that she's been looking for for like. Years. Years. Uh, ever since uh, Scandal first came out. That's so Amy is now a wine drinker. Sort I... of. Want to be so bad. She's a wine drinker connoisseur. I said, there's like a hint, a note of um, alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's weird. Um, when I was pregnant and I worked at the podiatrist's office, like on certain days we would have our like cleanup days and I would go and restock the rooms. Yeah. And a part of it, I would go like restock all the alcohol and stuff like that. Yeah. And I loved the smell of rubbing alcohol. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't that weird? Like, I yeah. was obsessed with that smell like, when I was pregnant. <gasps> it smells so good. It's because that's only the closest you could get to alcohol. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's, <laughs> oh, that's so sad. <laughs> um, uh, did you know that if you're you're feeling nauseous, maybe that's maybe this is why. Because when you're feeling nauseous and you you smell uh, rubbing alcohol, it helps. That makes uh, sense. It's like you're a very clean. Yeah, it helps with your nausea. Huh. 
It's it, well, I mean, it's like ammonia too. Like, um, well, that's whenever you're gonna pass out. You do like one of those ammonia tablets. Oh. And it's like you you snap it, and it's like a really strong. You put it under someone's nose, and they don't pass out. Interesting. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why. Big old tablet. Pick me up. Really, yeah, it's just a really strong smell. Oh, jeez. Kind of wakes you up. I didn't know that. Yeah, I've smelled them before. They're really strong. They're yeah. Awful. It gives me a headache when we I smell to, it. We used to tape them underneath the. I don't know why he would tape them. Probably so they wouldn't crack. But we would tape tape them underneath the desks in their rooms. Interesting. Have them on standby, like like a like a gun. Like, <laughs> I'm ready for someone to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> crack. Announcements, announcements, announcements. Make your announcements short and sweet, short and sweet, short and sweet. Make your announcements short and sweet, because you're so boring. Uh, <laughs> First off, welcome back, Amy. Thank you, everybody. Let's let's get a, get an applause Round of going. Applause for Amy Rick. is finally back. I finally have a life outside of my house. <laughs> Somewhat, I'm back. My husband is doing better. Yes, yeah, yes, he's yes, yes. stuck. Most importantly, yeah, he's still stuck in rehab, but that's fine. At least he's not dying. Yes. <laughs> oh my God! Stop. I will not let it go. This is what Amy does when she's <laughs> trying to cover up things. So, you know, just my go feelings. with it, guys. My feelings, yeah. We, we both do that. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Um, why is Amy's creepy basement on there, on the announcement board? Because you told me to, tell, uh, to, tell you, <gasps> oh, to remind you right. of the creepy basement story, which, yeah, tell it. Okay. So ever since I got back, I've been, like, speaking myself out. And it's probably just because her house is creepy. It is not creepy. I watched her cats there. It's creepy. It's not creepy. And her cats are demons. There's only one lap. Okay, you know, I'm telling Leon on you. Too far. Sorry. Um, there's only been one other owner of this house. Okay, and he's still alive. He's fine. He's not dead. He probably killed someone here. That I don't doubt. Or we're in Alaska. You're probably over an ancient. Indian burial ground. That's real. This whole neighborhood probably is. Well, then I hope your house is haunted. It probably is. I've never had issues with my house before. I okay? have stories from this week as well. Okay. Well. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't even remember what I was doing. I went down stairs to the basement, and I have this a baby rocking chair. <clears throat> I guess is what you would call it—a baby carrier rocking thing on the table and freaking it was just rocking by itself and nope yeah it was nope it freaked nope. me out so much because nope. i don't i don't want i refuse to believe in ghosts no I no refuse to believe in ghosts i'm not okay with this i don't want that stuff to be happening to your me your basement already freaks me out my basement is very creepy it's very very creepy, especially when I was here and my my one year old tried to go down there by herself, and I'm like, no. Well, and the lights She's like, oh, stairs. The lights don't work. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't know that before, but I figured it out, and I'm like, this makes it all the more creepy. All the strings are gone. It's awful. It's I like know. one of the first times I came here. <laughs> I was terrified to go down there because your husband was trying to give me a tour through your house. Yeah. I barely even knew you guys. Yeah. He's like, no, come see the basement. Come see the basement. I'm like, no. And I'm just like, 
I don't know you. I don't know <laughs> what is going on here. Like, I don't know you people. I'm I'm fixing to die. This is this, this is it. Yep. But I've seen enough horror movies to where I knew, like, nope, I'm not going down there. Yeah. No way, Jose. Yeah. So that's, I don't know. I've just been uh, speaking myself out. And then Bree says she has a scary story for me today. So I'm so excited to yeah. be creeped out more. And what's been nice is that when in the trailer, like, it's such a small You know where all the noises place. come from. Yeah. And it's such a small space. <laughs> Amy, Amy was living in the trailer for a little bit. <laughs> Um, welcome back, Nigeria. Oh yeah, Heck thanks yeah. guys. Thanks guys. Canada, Canada's listening again too, but they were just listening like last month. But we lost Nigeria for like two months, and I was sad. And I was like, now we don't have people from other countries other than Canada listening. That's not that there's anything wrong with Canada. Nothing. Canada's great. It's cool. Yeah. Anyway, but now it- we have two listeners in Nigeria back. And Yay. I'm assuming it's the same people, so shout out to you guys. I don't know how to say that in Nigerian, but shout out to Nigeria. Well, if they're listening, Woo-hoo! maybe they know English. Oh. That would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah. That, thanks, guys. And, oh, and the lighthouse riddle. What about it? <laughs> what about the lighthouse? I can't quit listening to that <laughs> clip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to tell you a riddle about a lighthouse. Oh, dang it! <laughs> Just ruined it. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to episode 13. It's worth it. <laughs> I just... That episode is great. It's a great episode. I, I could not. It's very long, yes, yes. but it's so worth it's it. It's worth it. I just, I put that on repeat, though. Can I wait? Can I tell you a story about a lighthouse? Oh, Damn it, I just gave it away. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Uh, it's good. It's, it's good. good. It's great. It's great. Yeah, so those are our, and if you signed up for Patreon by the time this comes oh, yeah. out, nope, by the time last episode well, came well, out. we still have a bonus episode coming, and you might want to sign up for to watch that, but yeah. sorry, you don't get a Christmas present from you us do not because get we don't have yet. enough time to get it to you. So. Correct. But um, if you did sign up by last Sunday, thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks. buddies. Um, also, those who did not, <clears throat> we're on, you're on our list. Yeah, we're thinking about making tiers, though. Different tiers, so where you can join for a cheaper price, but you just won't get as much. So, I mean, $5 is... A month is yeah. really not that much. Yeah, and you get a lot. So, or but, you're going to get a lot. But if you want to be a Patreon donor and you can only afford like two dollars a month, we're working on that. Yep, we're yep, working yep, on yep, that. Yep. Do you have a neighborhood story? You betcha. I sure do. Wait, I want to go first because go I've gone. You've gone first the last I two have. times. I yeah. have. Okay. What one should I pick? Well, somebody wasn't prepared. Okay, well, I'm prepared this way. Yes, you did. You got a lot. I do. Okay, so (laughs) do you do screenshots? Okay. Uh, Can I sue my beekeeper's neighbor? (laughs) My beekeeper neighbor. Every day I see my neighbor's bees flying around the garden, stealing pollen or nectar from my flowers. They're stealing them, Brie. The bees are stealing the nectar, the pollen. (laughs) Then the bees go back to my neighbor and create honey. 
my neighbor then harvests the honey and sells it at the Pepper Place Market for profit. I have never received so much as a jar of honey as compensation, and every day my neighbor's bees are trespassing. Rude. <laughs> I can't. Trespassing, or uh, my neighbor bees. bees trespass and steal my flowers. I was stung once when I was a child, so I know how dangerous bees can be. <laughs> the way I see it, this is equivalent to a person's dog coming into my yard to steal balls or tools, then give it back to his owner, who then sells it for profit. Do I have legal ground to sue? What type of things should I begin documenting in order to prepare for a legal battle? A legal battle. Wow. <laughs> what would be a fair settlement amount? Am I... If my neighbor doesn't want to take this to court, thanks for the help. <laughs> thanks, Karen. That's definitely a Karen. So they sure are stealing. No. I've definitely heard it from somewhere. You might have read it. Maybe. Maybe I read it. That might have been it. You are stealing my bees' pollen. That's my flowers' so- pollen. You know what? I mean, that is really rude of the bees, though. Yeah, like, you know, they didn't even ask. Yeah, like, yeah. like, you know what? She should probably, she should probably like get a greenhouse. Yeah, let's solve her problem. Put them in. Put get the, a greenhouse. Put your flowers in the greenhouse. Yep, and uh, you're, you, they'll be safe. They'll be safe. Um, dandelions are free game. Yep, those are weeds. Sorry, shouldn't have them in your yard anyway. Okay, um, they're pretty though. They are. <laughs> <laughs> They're a weed. The kids love them. And they mean you like butter if you put them against your face. You're a weirdo. (laughs) Uh, That that, that was was too much. That was from next door. It's too much. People are just too much. You know what? Maybe instead of your neighbors suing, maybe you should just go directly towards to the bees. Sue the bees. Yeah. That's in that movie. They did that in that movie. Yeah. The the, uh, bee movie. Yeah. Yeah. They were going to sue the bees <laughs> with Jerry Seinfeld. That was such a weird movie. All right, Jerry Seinfeld. You need to help out with this, with this neighbor. Yeah. Uh, what's your input on this? Yeah. Yeah. We How did you get it. out of su- being sued? Yes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> that lady was like in love with the bee. It was very bizarre. It was so weird. <laughs> she like wine with it and everything. It's like date night with the bee. <laughs> Uh, buzz, buzz. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to tell your story first? I kind of do because I'm two glasses of wine in and I'm going to get all little bit. Okay. And besides, you said you wanted to change it up every now and then. I absolutely do. So, forewarning, I have had, like, and it, and it might just be in my head. And it, it's I don't know. all in your head, Brie. It probably is. But the have... rocking chair in my basement was from the cat jumping oh, off of that's, it. Oh, that's definitely on you. That's not. That is not from my story. I'm telling you. you have no idea. Oh, you think that's from your cat. And my cat had she to. She thinks that's from her cat, guys. I think. I'm pretty sure my cat was in the rocking chair. She and thinks. And then heard me coming down the stairs and then jumped out and I saw the rocking chair. Pretty sure that's is not knowing. Is That's not 100%. I'm going to call you a name you don't like being called. You stupid. I like being now. called all kinds of names. Okay, sorry. Okay. Sidetrack. Yes. <sighs> so, yes, your cat is is all for your cat. Yep, yep. Sure. It whatever. was my cat. Whatever you whatever you want to whatever you want to believe in. That's what I believe. So, anyway, forewarning for this story, I heard a lot of noises in my house. 
things, uh-huh. which could be me, but also, like, I saw, like, things in the corner of my eye move a lot, and, like, I thought I would see someone walking a lot, but again, it totally could be me, and I've been very sleep-deprived this week with, like, all of us being sick, yeah, that's right. and then I had to stay up till like, 2.30 last night, oh, yeah. so... Um, also, I almost hit a moose last night. I didn't know that. I, yeah, I didn't want to tell you because of it kind of, this story has car accidents in it. Um, but I was driving to go to that, to their house to go watch her kids while she went to go to the airport. Uh-huh. And I was going like 40 miles an hour. Like yeah. maybe 35 on Brock. Yeah. And out of nowhere, freaking moose straight out in front of me. It's just like freaks me out. You were talking about it. Oh my <laughs> God. I'm not even kidding. I'm not kidding, Amy. Like, this was my car, and he was, like, right here, and he, like, missed it just literally by, like, maybe a hoof. Did you Like, he was within, like, no. I, for some reason, I, like, instinctively, like, sped up and just screamed. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you're supposed to do. I don't, I, I know you told me that before, but that's not why I did it. I didn't know what it was when I went. Like, (gasps) I was thinking, but was it darn it i'm sorry candy i'm so sorry i love you it's not so sorry. because of my mother you oh. said okay you... yes you're right you're so you're right i said i did not want to say bad words but i'm drinking wine so okay it's gonna happen yeah anyway um so like i thought it was like bigfoot or something not i didn't actually think it was bigfoot but i didn't know what it was yeah and because i've never come that close with the moose in front of my car that's so scary but it was within like a hoof hitting my car. It, I almost hit it. Like, I was so close. It it woke me the heck up. I was like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. <laughs> I was like, I'm awake. I'm awake. <laughs> it scared me. Ooh, it scared the Jesus out of me. And then I came home, and the two years that, I, that we've lived there, um, our shower curtain fell. Josh slept through the whole thing. It had to be loud. It's a metal shower curtain. Yeah. Or a, it's not in, a metal shower curtain, but it's a metal rod. And then it's in your bathtub <clears throat> and that amplifies things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know how he didn't hear it, but out of the two years that we've been there, it fell. And I don't know why, but it did. So that like, weirded me out when I walked into the bathroom to go to the, to go before I went to bed. That's scary. Yeah. I was like, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> I questioned myself for a second. I was like, Am I this tired to where I walked in the wrong house? <laughs> I seriously, I thought for sick that was in the wrong house. And I was like, this is not our bathroom. This is not our bathroom. <laughs> I tried not to turn on the lights or anything. I didn't want to bother Josh, but. <laughs> so, so today I'm going to tell you a story about Annabelle the doll. Because I know Amy loves dolls so much. <laughs> I'm fine. First off and foremost, I'm going to say, um. A quote from Ed Warren, one of the in- the paranormal investigators of Ed, uh, the Warrens, Ed and Lorraine. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, end quote, do not challenge evil. There is no man more powerful than Satan. So, like, don't make fun of yeah, Annabelle. No. Um, okay. Take this in bits. Um, so, the story begins in 1970. My heart is pounding. Good. <laughs> Good. It's pounding for me too. I'm not this saying is, a lot because I'm so scared right now. This is everything that I've been going through this week, and I've been I have not slept well this week, partially because of this story. Um, so the story begins in 1970. Um, okay. Two nursing students, uh, Donna and Angie, lived together in a small apartment while finishing um, nursing school. Uh-huh. Um, 
Donna had just had her 28th birthday. And as a gift, her mother gave her a, like, a classic, colorful, normal-looking Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. Um, as you do. Yeah. And she had actually purchased it from a hobby store. What's a hobby store? Um, Like, a place that you go buy. I, I'm pretty sure it's, like, like Michael's. Like a craft store. You can store. also buy, like, collectible stuff oh, there, okay. so. I, I looked it up because I had a feeling you would ask, what's a hobby store? Because I was like, what's a hobby store? um immediately she loved it um and she placed it on her bed um a lot of times they would put it on the couch to greet guests and kind of decorate and add some color because she was colorful she had like bits of red on her and stuff and blue um but not long after having her uh they noticed that the doll would change positions and even locations uh um for example they would leave her on the couch while going to work and come home to find the doll in Donna's bed um, with the door shut. Okay. Uh, other times, they would leave her on the couch with her arms and legs crossed and come home to her standing on her own against a chair, like leaning against a chair in the dining room. It's really freaky. Like, what the hell? Um, I'm, I'm probably not going to have a lot of commentary on this because I'm processing. I, and I'm fine. scared to say anything. You're fine. <laughs> um, just don't challenge her. You're fine. I'm not challenging her. <laughs> <laughs> you squeaked a little. <laughs> Amy's hitting you pretty, guys. Um, so about a month into <laughs> What happened with you? It took me a second to process what you said. <laughs> okay, I'm okay. I'm not. Okay. I'm not going through puberty. I already went through puberty, everyone. <laughs> That's why she's talking in a deep voice like this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. It's not you, Annabelle. It was us. Okay, so about a month into owning the doll, she began um, finding notes, and they were written in like a like a childlike handwriting, and they were on parchment paper, um, you know, like cooking parchment oh, paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and they would say, "Help us." Um, but the crazy part was they didn't own any parchment paper, so they had no idea where the parchment paper was coming from. Or- so that was a little odd. Or who's saying help us. Or who's writing the freaking notes in your apartment. <laughs> like, that's the one thing you question. Like, oh, odd. We don't, we don't have part. Do we? Angie, do, do we have parchment paper? No. Oh, strange. I found a note that says help us. <laughs> and it's on parchment paper, but we have no parchment paper. Do we have notebook paper? Yeah. Okay, that would make way more sense. But let's not question who's saying help let's us. Let's not question the fact that we have a note in our house that says help us. That's not from either of us. <sighs> um, I'm sure they questioned it. Yeah. Um, so one night um, Donna came home and found the doll had moved. Um, and this, of course, was nothing out of the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd gotten pretty used to it. Uh, but something about this particular time was off. Um, so she kind of felt scared. 
Um, eventually she found her and she noticed drops of what looked like blood <gasps> or like a red liquid on the back of the doll's hands and on her chest, but couldn't discover where it was from. Um, it's from Chucky. <laughs> uh, Charles Lee Ray. Uh, after these strange occurrences, um, they finally decided to reach out to a professional. Mm-hmm. A medium. Oh. No, not the Warrens yet. Okay. Um, Spoiler alert. Um, so they called a medium who actually performed a seance with them and was contacted by a spirit named Annabelle Higgins. She claimed to be a young girl who had lived um, near the property where the hotel or where the apartments sat. And they were before the apartments got built. Okay. Um, okay. So she claimed to, I guess, died there um, or died near there. And she told them that she had felt comfortable and safe with Donna and Angie and that she wanted to stay. Oh, okay. So, of course, they were nurses and probably feeling pretty compassionate towards her. They granted her permission to inhabit the doll and to stay with them. So, soon, things got pretty intense, especially for Donna and Angie's friend, Lou. Um, That didn't live at the house? No. Okay. Um, I couldn't figure out exactly who he was. One site said that he was Angie's boo thing, but another site said that they were just friends. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It's complicated is what Facebook would say. So we're just going to call Lou the it's complicated guy. Okay. Um, (laughs) so he uh, wasn't too fond of Annabelle. Why? Because she was a doll that was moving around constantly and doing stuff. Yeah, but you have to respect her. Um, so there are a couple sides to this story, but some things happened to Lou. Um, two of the biggest things that I could find were while he was staying over one night, staying over, (laughs) um, he woke up in a panic and he had a reoccurring bad dream. Um, and while suffering from like, he, what seemed like sleep paralysis, um, he looked around the room, but he couldn't find anything out of the ordinary. Yeah. Um, then looked down at his feet, and he saw Annabelle. Um, she began to slowly glide up his leg and move over his chest, and then stop. No. Then within seconds, she was strangling him. Nope. I'm out. <laughs> he was paralyzed and gasping for air, um, and then eventually blacked out, and he woke up the next morning for sure that it wasn't a dream. Um, another thing that happened with him um, was while preparing for, he was supposed to go like on a road trip with Angie and Donna, uh-huh. and it was just Angie and him at the apartment. Um, and everything seemed pretty quiet, eerily quiet. And uh, they suddenly heard a big commotion coming from Donna's room. Uh-huh. And so they thought someone had broken in. So, of course, he goes in there and he investigates, and he didn't see any evidence of any kind of forced entry, um, but did see Annabelle face down on the floor. Um, oh, she probably just fell off of a shelf. Of course, that happens. It's like Annabelle on a shelf, or Elf on a shelf, yeah. but it's like Annabelle, I can't Annabelle on... Annabelle on a... Annabelle the Cannibale. No. Stop making fun of her. Anyway, <clears throat> um... She, she face- lives at Um I hate 
hate you. Um, so she was found face down on the floor, and he had got the feeling like someone was behind him when he was staring at her. And then he had had a terrible pain in his chest. And when he looked at it, at his chest, he saw seven bloody claw marks. Claw marks. Sorry. From her cat. Um, of course, they didn't have a cat, but yeah, it is probably from the cat. Okay. Um, three of them were vertical, and four of them were, uh, or three of them were, yeah, vertical, and four of them were horizontal. Things were just got a little rough in the bed. Like, yeah, like a hashtag. Somebody was hashtagging him, except for his three and four. Um, With blood. Yeah, and, well, it was like, it was scratches. Scratches. They were just bloody, um, because they were scratches. They <sighs> felt extremely hot, and after just a few days, they, like, disappeared. Oh, the scratches were yeah. hot to the touch? Yeah. <clears throat> like they had just happened i guess that's what i'm getting from it that they were just fresh um but then over time they just disappeared yeah after like two days but like scratches like that don't won't disappear after like two two or three days right 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 um at this point um that the girls believe that they there was more to this doll and they needed more help um so they contacted a priest they should have just gotten rid of lou Everything was fine before Lou showed up. Well, there was another source that said help Lou, that she was writing notes that also said help Lou, but uh, more sources said that she just wrote a note saying help us. So, I don't know. Help us maybe, get rid of Lou. Maybe they should have just camped Lou. Like, bye. That's what I'm saying. Things were fine before Lou. I mean, maybe she had a good insight to guys. I don't know. Anyway, we need to quit talking trash about her. I'm not talking. <laughs> no, I'm just. I- I'm. I'm trying to problem solve here. Oh, true. true, true. Yeah. Um. So I like stuttered. Gonna go throw all of Alice's American Girl dolls away after this. <laughs> oh, trust me. I've I've looked over all of Charlotte's dolls this week, and I'm like, nope, nope. Um. So they contacted contacted a priest. Um. His name is Father Cook who immediately contacted Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, they had quite the reputation of their, um, I don't know, investigations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't think of the word. Um, they'd had several under uh, investigations under their belt. Um, <clears throat> pretty pretty well-known people back then by priests yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and once given the information, they were like super into it, and they're like, we're going to go to this. We're going to go help them. Um, Good. So they came to them and they conducted that the or concluded that the doll was actually not being inhabited by this innocent spirit she claimed to be, but possessed by something inhuman, trying to create the illusion of being alive. Um. <clears throat> So, so something was, like, manipulating the doll to, like, make it seem more, like, innocent. approachable. Yeah, okay. innocent and approachable and, like, like to where they can appeal to these girls' vulnerabilities. Um, wow, I, I did a really good job saying all that, I feel like. You Sorry. did a really good job. I thought <laughs> that wasn't was even written down. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm surprised I just spit all that out and it was... That was beautiful. Um, so the this presence um, that was within the doll um, mm-hmm. had no interest in the doll, but a human host. So they informed them that if this had gone on for like two to three more weeks, that they could have been under possession by the 
by this oh presence. it could have moved yeah gotcha okay. yeah um and someone could have either gotten killed or or hurt or killed so um the warrens had father cook perform uh like an exorcism and uh he blessed and cleansed the apartment and the doll um as further precaution, they Donna had them just like take the doll like for safekeeping. So yeah. I'd be like, I don't want this thing in here, yeah. Yeah, like because no. they said it was. Uh, from what I read, they said it was like safe, but she didn't want anything to do with it. I don't blame her. I wouldn't either. Yeah. Um. So they planned to bring her home to their home was like their there's this thing there's this place called the occult museum and it's where they kept all their like uh artifacts from their investigations uh-huh. so there's like the most evil and haunted things are in their house so um oh my gosh that's the occult museum but it's also their home i don't know how they sleep in that house oh yeah i don't know either i wouldn't want to be there um so uh before leaving ed placed annabelle in the back seat of his car and agreed not to take uh the interstate just in case there was something still in Annabelle. And I'm guessing just because, like, it's more traffic, like, likely to get into an accident, or more likely to get into an accident, like, taking gotcha. the interstate. So they yeah. took, like, back roads. Okay. Um, and while in the car, they did feel an evil presence, and um, around, like, every dangerous curve, the car would swerve, stall out, and then it would cause the power steering and the brakes to fail. Oh, my gosh. And they were, like, on the constant edge of danger. And so Ed ended up reaching back in the back seat, and he grabbed a vial of holy water from his bag, and he doused the doll and made, like, the sign of the cross over her, Um, and and the dangers stopped. Okay, okay, okay. Where do we get holy water? (laughs) From a church. (laughs) From a priest. I need some right now. (laughs) I actually have some. Can we drink it? From Charlotte's for first baptism. Aww. I might have some from Natalie's, too. Yeah, we used to have to bless her every single night. It's just something you do. Like, they give you a vial of holy water, and you can bless them, like, every night. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I thought there was something wrong with your child yeah. at first. Because <laughs> she's a demon child. <laughs> she is. That she is. <laughs> they gave us that just as a precaution in case we end- just in case the event of us spitting out a demon instead of a child and you know. <laughs> They're like it helps. The, the baptism didn't work. I'm sorry. Yeah. Here's some holy water. But she's having her rough days. <laughs> we just splash. Put in a little spray bottle. <laughs> <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> uh, it's great. Okay, um, so after getting to their house, um, Ed sat Annabelle in the chair next to his desk. And a few times uh, while sitting there, she had levitated. Um, so that was pretty freaky, but eventually it stopped. Um, but throughout the weeks of first being there, she had actually showed up in different rooms on her own. Um, so she's definitely still got, it's still there. And, uh, when they would leave, they would leave her in, like, the outer office building. And whenever they would return, she would be in, like, Ed's easy chair in the house. Why didn't they put her in the museum? Because the museum is the house. Oh, so they literally, like. Like, it's, I think, I believe it's, like, in the, in their basement. So it's in their house. So that's, like. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> You're fine. Um, so it this seemed... is scaring me so much. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You want to watch it after we're done? No. Anyway, 
Um, <laughs> it seemed Annabelle had not uh, reacted well towards um, also clergymen who would stop by, like priests and stuff like that, oh, okay. uh, religious people, yeah. the, the cloth. And um, there was a Father Jason Bradford, who was a Catholic exorcist, who came by the house. Uh-huh. And uh, upon seeing Annabelle seated in a chair, he picked her up and said, just a rag doll. You can't hurt anyone. And he tossed, said that. And tossed her back in the chair. No, he should not have. And Ed said, that's one thing you better not say. Um, so before leaving, when knowing he had did this, um, they had begged him to be careful and, you know, they were really concerned about his safety yeah. on his way home. And, uh, Lorraine asked if he could let them know whenever he got home safely. Right. So a few hours later, he'd left, after he'd left, he explained that his brakes had failed as he entered a busy intersection. And because of oh this, he was involved in an almost, uh, fatal accident, <gasps> um, that destroyed his vehicle. Did it so, hurt anyone else? Uh, I don't think so. I think it just oh, hurt okay. him. I think it put him in the hospital. Um, that would be really sad if it was someone else. Yeah. 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 Um, so the Warrens had a special glass case built for Annabelle, um, which holds a sign saying positive, positively do not touch. Positively do not yep. touch. Um, and it's secured with, like, ritualistic prayers and holy water, so it should be safe from ones you don't open up. Just don't touch it. Um, at the time, it could actually be seen by the public, because, I mean, it was a, it was a museum. Yeah. Um, and another suspected victim from Annabelle's wrath, um, was when a young man and his girlfriend had visited the museum. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, after hearing Ed's story on Annabelle, his girlfriend and him obviously didn't believe it. They kind of poked fun at it, laughed at it. Can't, and can't do that. Uh, he, just wait for this next part. He went up to Annabelle in the glass case and he banged on it. <gasps> and he challenged her, saying to put scratches on him because she'd done it before on people, supposedly. Oh, my gosh. And so immediately Ed told him he needed to leave and he yeah. put him out of the building. Yeah. So, on his ride home, him and his girlfriend on his motorcycle, um, <gasps> he crashed and uh, went headfirst into a tree. He died instantly, and his girlfriend was in the hospital for over a year. Oh, and my gosh. And she even, she'll even say that they were on the bike laughing about Annabelle and making fun of her while Why? they were on their drive home. So, they didn't take it seriously. Oh, my God. Not actually believe in this, and that's okay. Um. <laughs> that's okay just don't poke fun at it yeah. um why mess with it you know so that's that's all the that's mostly all the creepy things that have happened with annabelle um i did read that on august 14th which i didn't even see this in august as if 2020 couldn't be any more terrible oh my gosh <laughs> on august 14th 2020 at 3 a.m um, multiple posts went out, like, on Twitter and stuff, saying that Annabelle had escaped the museum. Why would they do that? Right. Um, so everybody went crazy, everybody freaked out, and pretty sure it would made the news. And so, luckily, um, because the Warrens are now, they're not here anymore, they're gone. Um, they've died. 
Um, so their son-in-law actually runs all that, Tony Spera, and he had to actually, like, go and make a video or an account and say, like, you know, she's here, um, it's just a rumor, she's here in her infamous glory, and she never left the museum, we've got great security systems, I would have known, I would be worried if Annabelle escaped, but she's here, um, so that... I wanted to add that in there because I thought it was crazy because if you Google it, it like there's a link that says Annabelle did escape on August 14th, 2020, but everything else said it's not real. Not real. Snopes said it's not real. It's just <laughs> a little creepy tidbit in there. So like somebody was who, trying to creep someone out. I don't know if they figured out who made that post or not, but I don't know. That That's the part that alarms me. Um Unfortunately, the museum, the occult museum, has been permanently closed as of 2019, so you can't go there um, because it is in their house, and I believe it was, like, closed under, like, zoning regulations because they're, like, in a neighborhood, so there's, like, nowhere to park. Um, So, I don't, I want to say I saw a site um, that said he may be trying to think of an alternative location, but. Yeah, why not, uh, like, open up your own. Right. Actual museum. Yeah. Um, because idiots like the guy on the motorcycle. Um, <laughs> um, also, uh, so that's that's the Annabelle story. I did watch Taps. Taps did a special, or not Taps. Um, sorry, I love Taps. Ghost Adventures. They did do a special. They, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want to dog on them too much because I do like Ghost Adventures, but this episode really ticked me off. They did go and do a special episode where they did just do an Annabelle and like uh the son the son in law was there and he's he did like his prayer and blessing before he took her he took her out took of her the out? case. He put her in a chair, he let them do their investigation. He said the one rule was you cannot touch her. Yeah. Um and so they got tons of stuff, like the uh spear boxes were saying things like Annabelle um you you and doll and just all this other stuff that like would make sense right. for her to say yeah. or i want you i'm pretty sure um and there came a point to where like every every once in a while zach likes to like act like well not act i'm not gonna say act because right. it may affect him more than other people but like he gets taken over by things that like the energy that's in the room uh-huh. and he gets like angry or kind of i don't want to say possessed but he kind of got possessed for a second uh-huh and he said that he wanted to touch her and they're like don't touch her do not touch her do not do that you're gonna be you're gonna be sorry if you do that do not do that and he like <laughs> the way he did it amy it was just like he was just like i want to touch her i want to touch her and then he went and just like barely touched her foot and, like, you see it in the camera. And they're like, you just touched her. And he's like, I had to touch her. I had to touch her. And he's like, I don't know what came over me. Like, I don't know what happened. And I always think that he's, like, overdoing it. Yeah. But then they had, like, someone else later in the episode. They had um, other people come into his museum because he has his own special yeah. museum. Yeah. And they had them, like, do their own little tours and stuff. And this girl had, like, a similar... Um, experience. So I maybe he's just more sensitive, but he touched her, and it made me mad because like they told you not to do it, yeah. and I get like he's like it's telling me to do it, but like dude, 
hell. You do this for a living. And then, like, a couple days later, he got on video. His car was about struck by lightning. Like, he was having lunch with a friend, and there was a storm coming, and a light pole. He was parked right next to a light pole, and that light pole was struck. Oh, my god! Right next to his car. Like, he got it all on video. And then, during that whole investigation where he had um, those people viewing his museum and walking through, Mm -hmm. he was in there, and this balloon had floated out of a room, like, gone over a threshold, and, like, started, like, walk, like, following him oh, he said weird. it was following him um and he's like oh it's annabelle's height i don't know i don't know it was weird it was a good episode but it it just made me mad that he touched it and yeah. they told him not to and it, it i felt like it was disrespectful but he may have not been able to help it so i'm not gonna like right too much but i don't know so that is uh the story on annabelle the doll i want to throw up sorry so back to this is a really sad back to you with amy and brie on what's with the neighbors what's with the neighbors this is going to be a murder story murder murder no i wasn't expecting a murder from a true crime story What was that? Shit is in your face. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I'm going to tell you about Sean Bentler. Sean Bentler? Sean Bentler. Bentler? Yeah. Bentley? It says Bentley, but it's Bentler. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I looked at the name. It auto-corrected. Oh, okay. Darn you, (laughs) auto-correct. So, he was born on 1984. Born in 1984, Jeffrey... Jeffrey Bangs owns. Mm, oh, <laughs> I think it's sixty-four. <laughs> um, on February fifth in Bonaparte, Iowa, to the parents of Michael and Sandra Bittler. Oh, have you seen that? There's a new Netflix movie out with Sandra Bullock. The space one? Oh no, the no, crazy one. It's called Unforgettable. The jail one? Yeah, yeah. I started watching it today while I was um doing my makeup. I have to watch it. Yeah. So, his parents owned a series of lumber stores and a food store in Bonaparte, Iowa. Uh, and kind of, like, across the, like, area. Okay. Country. County. He was the oldest of four children. His sisters, Sheena, was born in 1988. Shelby, born in 1990. And Shane. They went with S's. Yep. Okay. But, and that's fine. But Sean and Shane is just way too close for me. Right. Yeah. So, Shana was very active in athletic clubs. She was a a Valley Victorian. She was a super smart gal. Why do you keep smiling at me? I'm so happy to see you. Okay. Uh, Shelby was on the softball team, track, and basketball, and was in the Society of Academic Achievements. She loved cooking and entertaining. But she liked entertaining guests. Sorry, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Root. You're the bully. <laughs> uh, Shane was the youngest, and she was born in 1992. And just like her other two sisters, she was in sports and was part of the arts club. Um, Sean didn't really have much of a personality like his other sisters. Um, I mean, I should say personality. He just wasn't into everything like he his sisters. Hobbies. He didn't have hobbies. Yeah. Uh, he did. He, you know, and he also didn't do as great in school as his sisters. Uh, but he wasn't, like, to the point of failing. He was just, like, average. 
Same, dude. Yeah, me too. Always. And do you still have dreams about failing classes? I do. No, because I didn't care. Oh. <laughs> I didn't care. I always have a dream that I skip. Like- I don't know how I graduated and I didn't <laughs> I didn't fail any grades. I have a reoccurring dream of me not going to math class my entire semesters, like, of school. For some reason, like, I just didn't go. It, I have it, like, once a week. It's very bizarre. What? It's very weird. I feel like you should talk to someone about that. I pass all my That's math classes. That's really weird. I know. I feel like reoccurring dreams are... Wow. About... Okay. And the, oh, that's math. it. It's I feel my math class again. Well, like, and, like, it's coming to, like, graduation, and and I'm like, oh, shoot, I didn't go to any of my math classes. I'm probably not, you know, passing. And then, like, I wake up. <laughs> it's really that's weird. It's so weird. It is really weird. I've never told anyone that how before. How do I never? <laughs> oh, that's how I don't know this. Hmm. He was, you know, he was a good, he was a good student, but he was just average. Uh, Sean only got in trouble once. He... And that's when he got in a fight with Eric Rubert. They came back from summer break and Sean's demeanor was just different. And he kept like being rude to Eric. Like he kept just like uh, Sean kept like flaunting his parents wealth. Like, oh, we have so many cool toys and a big house and this and that. And Eric's like, okay, dude, like, cool. Wow. Yeah. And like, for you, yeah, like Eric would just like, he didn't really care, but Sean wouldn't shut up about it. So Eric just like turned around and knocked him in the face. Yeah. Um, and then like, yeah. So that's how their fight started. Um, but that was the only time he got in trouble in school. Uh, Sean graduated from Harmony High School in 2002 and moved to Quincy, Illinois with his friend Keith Grates. Um, and when uh, he enrolled into the community college, and then although after one semester, he was like, nah, college ain't for me, man. It ain't for me. It ain't for me. Um, so he worked full time at the local Home Depot. Sean claimed that his parents paid for his tuition and rent, but later it was found out by his roommate, Keith, that Sean was a terrible roommate and never helped with bills, especially rent. Oh, wow. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. My parents pay for tuition and my rent. And then, like, rent would show up and... Keep his ass out. So, uh, when Keith would approach Sean for his share of the bills, Sean would drive down to Bonaparte, which is about an hour away, and come back with jewelry and bags of coins. Or bags of quarters, I should say. That's a little suspicious. Yeah. So... Did you rob a nursing home? <laughs> Got a bingo hall. <laughs> a nursing home and definitely, if it was bags of quarters, what, a car wash? <laughs> casino. A casino. Uh, Keith was like, how are you going to pay rent with this? He just assumed, uh, so Keith assumed that Sean was stealing from his parents. Um, shortly after moving to Quincy, Sean met a, a gal named Nicole Pickard, and she got pregnant right after, and they had a baby named Chloe. Sean and Nicole didn't work out, obviously, and uh, ended up breaking up. Obvi- I don't know, obviously. Like, I'm not friends with them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was wondering. <laughs> I don't know why he said obviously. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, but he did have visitation. So they broke up, but he did have visitation rights with every other weekend with the baby. Um, and he had to pay child support. 
But it was documented that he really didn't keep up with payments. I guess you can't pay child support with uh, silver bracelets. Quarters and jewelry. <laughs> He's like, here's your child support. Sorry, Betty. <laughs> he hands you a bag of pearls. <laughs> uh, after... Ca- Change cup. <laughs> after... <laughs> Piggy bank of child I was just like picturing uh, Chuck E. Cheese cups <laughs> with the tokens on them. <laughs> uh, after that is the creepiest thing ever. I can't Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, I agree. If they just didn't have it care, like no characters, it would be fun. And then, then the actual like robotic blinking eyes and stuff. Yeah. They should just okay. get rid of the the characters. <laughs> I keep on forgetting we don't have video. Well, I'm still gonna do my normal stuff anyway. <laughs> yeah, you guys can't see my weird blinking, but uh, it's happening. It's happening. After couch surfing for a while, um, in Quincy, he ended up moving back with his parents and worked for his dad. He um would help build. Uh, houses for his dad and made good money he was making bank dude something sean struggled with was his lack of motivation uh he didn't want to have to earn money through hard work so he went back who who does right (laughs) but so he went back to quincy in 2005 uh and since hard work for good money wasn't something sean liked he worked at lowe's uh but ringing up customers and sucking shells was just, like, too laborsome for him. Oh, my gosh. Too much. Like, I agree, you know. It is. I don't want to have to do work for money. Like, that's Same. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, he went into his car into car sales at the Neil Coleman Auto Sellers. So. Okay. Yeah. During his second attempt at the lesser, finer things. Saw that coming. <laughs> in the car sales? <laughs> I kind of I kind of saw that coming. Okay. You know, from Home Depot to Lowe's to car sales. To car sales. It's what you do. Uh, during his second attempt at the lesser finer things in life, Sean met a woman named Lexi Leslie, who ended up getting pregnant with Sean. So he's got two babies. Um, but two months into her pregnancy, she broke up with Sean. I probably would have too. Right. Uh, then later that year in 2005, uh... Avil Sean's second daughter was born. Her name is Avil. Sean had two roommates, and he would always come home boasting about his car sales. He's like, oh, yeah, I sold three cars today, or I sold two cars today. Yeah, right. And you get, you know, a percentage for that. So, uh, but as soon as time to pay bills came, he'd be like, oh, man, I'm broke. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Sean was supposed to appear to court on September 19th on possession of drug paraphernalia in his vehicle, but never showed up. Uh, And at the end of September 2006, Sean was fired from his car dealership. And I want you to guess why he was fired from his car dealership job. Because he fell asleep. Well, Sean would often call into work. You know, as you do, you don't want to go to work, so you call in sick. And he'd always, like, have an excuse, like, sick or I have a headache. But this time, he told his managers that his dad died of a heart attack. You don't do that. <laughs> you, like, keep it to, like, your second cousin. Yeah. or <laughs> Yeah. You don't do, like, immediate, like, I have family. I dried snot on my nose. <laughs> 
class from the <laughs> laughing into my one class. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't, you stay, keep your immediate family out of it. Uh, yeah. So. My goldfish. Yeah. My dog. Your dog. N- not even, okay, not even the dog. Unless you don't have a dog. Right. Right, 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 right. But, yeah, you, you don't do something that they can prove. Because. I mean, I was just thinking of Jinx because well, like, yeah. that's messed up. The Bentlers were well known in wow, the community dumb. because they owned the yeah yeah the uh, feed stores and stuff. Uh, his manager called one of the establishments that they owned to express his condolences, and that's when they uh, he was his told, manager probably probably was like, "This is bullshit." Yeah, probably I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm going to go find this guy out. Yeah. So he was told that Mike Sean's dad was alive and wasn't even sick. So they're like, you're fired. I'm sick of you calling in. You just lied to us. This is ridiculous. Uh, So Sean seemed to be spiraling at this point. He had no job, no license, and was behind on his bills. And on October 14, 2006, at at 3.38 a.m., Sean's younger sister, Shana, called 911. She told the operators that her brother was going to do something, but I don't know what. In the background, you could hear her mom yelling, Sean, no, don't. And then you heard a loud gunshot. <gasps> Shayna was hiding in the closet while he was on the phone with 911. Oh, no. And Shane walked in, opened the closet door, and shot her point blank. Jeez. The 911 dispatcher switched over to the other line that was coming in, but it had gone dead, too. She tried to call back, but it went to the older sister's voicemail. They attempted to call the Bentler's house phone, but no one answered. So at 3.55 a.m., police arrived at the house. They found his dad laying in the doorway to the master bedroom. Sandra, his mom, at the top of the stairs. Shana's body was found in the closet. Shelby was found in the closet. And Sheena's body was found in the bed, in her bed. They were all shot with a twenty-two caliber rifle. Uh, they found Sean's cell phone still at the house. He had made a call to his friend at 12.09 a.m. So this is what happened. Sean drove his friend's car down to his parents' house, which is an hour away, snuck into the garage, and went to where they kept their riping ra- ri- hunting rifles, loaded it, went down to the basement where Shana's room was, and shot her first. He then went upstairs to find his mom at the top of the stairs, Shot her in the jaw. She ran to the master bedroom to wake up her dad, or his dad, and his mom ran to the other bedrooms to get the girls to wake up and call 911. While she was doing that, Mike met Sean in the master bedroom doorway. Sean hit Mike with the butt of the rifle, then shot him once in the leg and then once in the head. Sean then shot his mom at the top of the stairs. He then went into his sister's room and shot Shane next to next in her closet. And she was like on the phone with 911. He put the rifle up to the phone and shot her through the phone. Oh my gosh. Uh, he turned the light off in the house. Oh, sorry. He then went into Shelby's room, found her in the closet and put her... Uh, she put her hand in the air to, like, stop him, and she shot. he shot her through her hand into uh. her head. He turned the lights off in the house and took off. He drove down, this, down a service road behind the house, threw the rifle in the ditch, which, 
Why? You're, it's you. They were on the phone. Yeah. So Abolo, uh, be on the lookout, in, uh, in Quincy was put out for Sean and his 2004 motorcycle because they didn't know what vehicle he was driving at that point. A patrol officer spotted the bike and pulled the driver over and it was Sean Bentler. Hmm. He was immediately arrested Good. and brought in for questioning. So usually they don't just arrest them right away right. when you're a person of interest. Right. But he had a warrant out for his arrest because he never showed up to court oh. for the paraphernalia. For the drugs, right. Mm-hmm. So they That's locked good. Out. They locked out. Um, oh, and he had a suspended license. During questioning, Sean claimed he had a super close relationship with his family and his dad and him got along great and never argued. Um, he claimed that he was at home in Quincy all day on the 13th watching TV since he wasn't allowed to drive. And his friends went out for, to a football game that evening. Even though he was, did, did, wasn't he driving when they got him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's wow. like, I was obeying the rules He's yesterday. He's really good at lying. Yeah. I can see why he got, yeah. I, I can see why he he didn't get fired. Oh, wait, he did. He sucks. <laughs> so he said at 1030 at night, his mom just popped by. Just popped on by. To chat with him. And he talked. He talked to her out in her Tahoe, which you don't just pop by when you live an hour away. I'm no, no, no. I'm just gonna. I'm sorry. I'm just. I need to see him in person and talk to him. Whatever. Uh, he uh, he asked her for some for some cash, and then she left. He continued to watch TV, and one of his roommates, Anthony, stayed over at their mom's at his mom's house. Um, that night, but the, his other roommate, Travis came home around 1230 and went straight to bed. Sean said that he was asleep on the couch when Travis came home. He then woke up at 7am when Travis had to go to work and, uh, his friend Key, uh, came over to hang out around 8am and left to go to work at 930, which is just a weird you go over to your house, friend's house to Jeez. hang out at eight o'clock in the morning, right? Unless he, he didn't have food in his front end. So, uh, like an hour and a half. Yeah, just to hang out. Oh, hey, I'm gonna come over. That is really weird. I don't know. I don't know. It would be weird Unless if like, you have, like an coffee. early if if, you, if depending on like where he worked, like maybe his shift. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so his excuse for being on his motorcycle, because remember they caught him on his motorcycle, was he realized he must have left his phone in his mom's car when she stopped by to visit. So he was driving to Keith's work to call his mom since he couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so still doesn't give you an excuse to go in your vehicle on your motorcycle. When you're not supposed to. Yeah. Legally. Yeah. So they then broke it to him. They're like, all right, Sean, I got something to tell you. Your family has been murdered. Sean put his head in his hands and started crying. The investigators told him, and according to the 911 calls, they were saying, Sean, no, don't. Which would place you at the house. (laughs) Sean looked up to answer to the investigators that he was never there. He's like, but I wasn't there. And he didn't have a tear in his eyes. It's all dry. So he was faking the crying, too. 
Um, so they booked Sean in the Quincy County Jail, and his clothes went off to the forensic examiners. They found blood drops on one of his socks, which was the DNA that matched his mom's. Uh, the investigator started shot her twice. Yeah, once in the jaw, and then she yeah. still managed to run over and right go get his dad yeah. or, or tell yeah him. and yeah. get the girls. Yeah. Um. So then, it's a mom right there. Yeah. So the investigator started to talk to his friends for his alibi. Keith said that he got to Sean's that morning. Keith got a call from his mom who told him Sean's family was dead and Sean was the suspect. He didn't mention anything to Sean, but told Sean to call his mom. So when he went over there, he was like pretending that he didn't know anything. But he's like, hey, man, you should probably call your mom. But that's because his Keith's mom said that Sean was the suspect. But did, but did he ever? He never called them. No. But that to me, yeah, yeah. So uh, this all looks a little fishy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, okay. But Sean said that he didn't have his phone, and so Sean supposedly called his mom, but didn't get an answer. Supposedly, mm-hmm. while Keith was in, uh, internally freaking they out, they can check cell phone records, or yeah. phone records. Uh, Keith was like eternally freaking out. He's like, "Oh my gosh, my." best friend's family just died and he's a suspect and he uh he said like sean was like calm like laid back and chill which is not not after your entire family just got slaughtered well technically they he didn't know at that point with Keith. oh okay, okay he was okay. like hey man I you, see, gotta, I see what you gotta call your, your mom um and since his best friend's family was just murdered keith called into work rightfully so which means Sean's story of going to his friend's work didn't stick. Right. Uh, so Sean was sitting on charges for just the failure to appear to court and for driving without a license right. so far, which meant his bill was only set at a thousand bucks. Great. Yeah. He called, but he called. He's broke. <laughs> yep. And mom and, and dad are dead. <laughs> he called Keith to bail him out. And Keith's like, nah, man, don't feel comfortable talking right? to you right now. Good, uh, smart boy. Mm-hmm. Then the investigators talked to his roommate, Travis, who had come home from work. Um, they asked Travis is probably going to say no. About bailing him? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. That's okay. They Tell asked him. Tell me what I know, Travis. <laughs> he had come home from work. They asked him about his car and said that it was there from the time he got home from the football game. Um, and there was and was there when he got up to go to work. At 7 o'clock. He said he didn't notice any changes to it besides it was out of gas. He's like, it's super weird. So strange. Yeah. He's supposed to be driving now. No, Travis? Yeah. Travis. Travis's car is out of gas? Yeah. So he got home from the football game. It was in the same place. I see. But the car was out of gas Mm -hmm. when he went to work. Strange. Yeah. Someone probably like, siphoned it. It's like someone came and drove it. Yeah. Without permission. Yeah. It's so weird. So he remembers getting out of the car the night before with a quarter tank of gas, but he didn't lock the doors and leaves the keys in it. So Sean could have easily taken it that night. Right. They asked if Sean was in fact sleeping when he got home and he said no, he was up playing video games. So that's one discrepancy. Two, actually. 
Travis also expressed to the investigators that Sean and his dad did not get along. Travis is like, no, they hated each other. Uh, Sean was always complaining about his dad. And the last time Sean was in jail, his dad refused to bail him out. Um, And he had been cut off from borrowing money because his dad, Mike, felt like he needed to grow up and do things for himself. Sounds about right. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Travis's car had all good tires, but one was brand new with new little spikes on it. So they took impressions of the tire to match the impressions they found on the service road. And while they were on the service road, they found the twenty-two caliber <gasps> caliber rifle, Ooh. which matched the murder weapon. Wow. And the coincidental. Yeah. Coincidental. Coincidental. Yeah. Uh, and the tire's impressions also came back as a match. And while searching the cell phone Sean supposedly left in his mom's car at 10.30 at night, they discovered he made two separate calls, one at 11 p.m. the 13th and one a little after midnight on the 14th. Yeah. It didn't match his story if he was supposed to be asleep. Yeah. So Sean was charged with five counts of first-degree murder and waived his right to a jury trial. During the trial, it was explained that Sean's parents were worth $2.8 billion and needed the money and Jeez. he needed the money, but didn't want to share it with his siblings. Greedy. Even if it was four kids. Right. That's so still greedy. That's still quite a bit of money. Yeah. So, um. I mean, greedy. You shouldn't know. You shouldn't do that in the first place. Correct. But like, correct. That yeah. just adds to it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Shows you how greedy he is. Uh-huh. During the trial, friends and co-workers testified against Sean about his relationship wow. with his dad. Okay. And his desire for money. Hmm. Because um, <laughs> he had none. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but his parents were rich, and it was good that they didn't give in to him. But yeah. then I guess they would have still been alive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you still shouldn't. Yeah. But what really put the nail in the coffin was from his ex, Lexi Leslie. She told the court about the day she spent with Sean the weekend before the murders. When he took, when they took their daughter to the park together, he told him he needs to get a job. Or she said, you need to get a job. Like, you have child support to pay. Right. And he said, when my parents are dead, I don't need to worry about money <gasps> anymore. Then asked Lexi. Lexi, would you let her daughter be around me if I murdered someone? Wow. Yeah, so that's the- <laughs> uh, a little suspicious. She should have said something back then. Right? But, you know. It's like, oh, it's just a random question. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those, like, rhetorical, or not a rhetorical, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. hypothetical. Hypothetical, thank you. Yeah. Uh, the defense had two arguments. One was that he didn't have a motive. They're like, but he doesn't have a motive. Uh, and the other was that his roommate saw him at 1230. So Sean didn't have time to drive down to his parents an hour away, murder them, then drive back and be back home by 7 a.m. when he was seen again. So if you left at 1 o'clock and it's an hour away, you get there at 2 o'clock, you right? murder them real quick. That's an hour, that's maybe. And you can 7 get- o'clock, right? Yeah, yeah. You can get back by like, five. So o'clock. one to seven. Yeah, that's plenty enough time that's to six murder hours. people. Yeah. <laughs> so I have just enough time to murder them. Yay! And still get to my five o'clock appointment. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So on May 24th, 2007, Sean Bentler was found guilty of five counts of first degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison five times without the possibility of parole. Good. Bye. And want to know what happened to the money? Yep. It went to him. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Because how his parents, uh, how their will was written, the money did not go to him and it went to actually his children to a trust. Oh, good. A trust due to their age. Good. Good, 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 good. It sucks because that money is like. What year was that again? 2007. Okay. I was about to say, I know you said early 2000s, so. Yeah. It just, I mean, it sucks because those girls, like, they won't have grandparents growing up and aunts and their dad. And the fact that their dad was killed people. Yeah, but, but that money will yeah. definitely set them up for the yeah. rest of their life. And, like, what a kick. Like, a kick in the pants They're to older him. now. Huh? They're old enough now to have it. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, depending on what the clause is in the will. I mean, it's 20 years later. Or not. 2007, 17. Uh, it's like. Yeah, it's like 20 years later. Not 20 years later. 2007. Not 20 years later. 2007. It's like 15 years later. 13 years. Yeah, 15, yeah. 13 or 14. Okay, but still. We're bad at math, people. But sometimes, like, my friend, she has a a trust that she got, but she couldn't open it until she was 31 years old. Oh, whenever they say, Mm -hmm. depending on what it says. Yeah. Gotcha. But regardless. Shoot, I wish I had a trust for 30 years old, because then I'd be smarter than and be like, I'm going to put this all into savings, or... I'm going to pay all my mortgage now. I think that's why they did that. That's smart. Yeah. 18, blow it all. Yeah. For real. 21, blow maybe it all. blow half of it. Yeah. 30? No. You're smart by then. You yeah. know better. You have a mortgage. You've, you've, you've experienced yeah. some stuff. You've yeah. been broke. You've been broke. For real. <laughs> you are broke. <laughs> you've been broke. You're, you're almost... You're almost 30 years old, you have no job, and you're trying to do a podcast. <laughs> you're Snapchatting your friend. What do I want to be when I grow up? <laughs> what do I want to be when I grow up? So I have a closing neighborhood story. So in light of the holidays, I got a couple of uh Holiday ones. Ooh. This one is from next door. The title is Christmas Lights. Oh, geez. It says, hello. I know everyone loves this time of year, but we ca- can we please be considerate of some of us and cut your lights off by 7.30 p.m.? <laughs> My cats are trying to sleep and they find the lights distracting. That is all. That's th- that's something I would have wrote. <laughs> Poor cats. <laughs> Those poor cats are trying to sleep. Turn your lights off by 7.30, people. Uh, the cats are trying to sleep. I don't turn off my lights by then, but, you know. Yeah. That so, is bananas. That is uh, episode <laughs> 14, What's With the Neighbors? Uh, so you can, as, as you know by now, you can listen to us anywhere. Um, our biggest places to listen are Spotify, Apple, Google, Anywhere you can find a podcast, we're probably on there. Um, Apple is a great place to rate us or and review us and rate us. It only takes a couple seconds. It's really helpful. We really appreciate it. So please 
do it. Um, also, follow us and like us on all of our social medias. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can just search for um, at WWTN Podcast. Um, our website is whatswiththeneighbors.com. And on there, you can view our weekly podcast videos by being a Patreon donor for at least $5 a month. And you can find that at patreon.com forward slash what's with the neighbor, uh, WWTN podcast or what's with the neighbors that comes up, whatever, and uh, either or. And it's five bucks a month. You see unedited videos. You can see extra content. We're, sh- we're doing um, a special episode just for Patreon donors this month. A Christmas episode! Our Christmas episode. So, I mean, you you don't want to miss that out. I mean, they're going to be good stories. We're, we're doing something awesome for it. It's not just a story. We're not just in telling stories. We're it doing- doesn't go in our pockets either. It goes to the podcast. Yep. It goes straight back to the podcast. We need more equipment. <laughs> especially today after trying to deal with our software um so absolutely you get you get something back for donating so it's a win-win for both of us yep also uh feel free to slide into our dms with any questions comments or even story suggestions or uh your own stories um that that include uh true crime paranormal um and that like includes like stalker cults cults um neighborhood stories neighborhood stories uh myths urban legends all that um and that's at wwtn podcast at gmail.com and um have you checked in on the neighbors what's with the neighbors bring amy out Yeah. yeah what's with the